One, two. Hello, Biggity Squiggly Lion on the screen. Yes. Yep. I see a squiggle. You've got a squiggle. We're squiggling, baby. Right. You've always got to have a big, nice squiggly line on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to get your squig on. Um, always. Okay. One, two, one, two. Yeah, that'll do, I think. Yes. <coughs> ah. <coughs> there we go. Clear your throat. One, two. <laughs> Perfect. That's what I learned in... Let's stay in. Yeah. What? To scream and cough? Vocal, vocal exercise, yeah. To really, uh, really get the vocal cords <laughs> going like this. Get them flapping, get them flapping, get them going. Get, the, get, get that. Get flapping. Get, get those vocal, vocal cords cord wiggling. Get it wiggling get like a, good, a little worm. You want a good vocal flap. Nice. Um, you like to fap. I like to. Fap. That's going to be the the start of the episode. Now that's that's. I don't yeah, mind. We're going. Yeah. We're rolling. We're, we're already in it. No, that's, right. everyone's going to hear that now. It's Junior Funners, everybody. Welcome back uh, to another yeah. episode of uh, your favorite football based ish podcast, uh, hosted by your two favorite boys. It's me. I'm Ollie, and it's. Uh, uh, viral sensation Lawrence for the for the what should I say second or third because I had another tweet that got a thousand likes but it was only a thousand but uh, no, who can keep uh, let's count? just say I yeah that's I'm just I'm just posting bangers I'm just I'm I'm off the chain but yeah, he can't uh, stop he can't stop uh, winning Papa Doo Doo listeners Papa Doo Doo Ollie yeah, that's that's. Uh, yes, it's. Um, what we do now. When we had, how how many likes did your your previous tweet get when we were talking about it? Only a only a measly seventeen thousand, but um, a scant seventeen k likes. Scant, a poultry uh, seventeen thousand, and uh, hmm. t- t- today I wouldn't get out of uh, bed for that. No, no, and today, listeners, I have. Surpassed that by a huge amount with a hundred thousand likes on this tweet. Uh, it was just on a, uh, on a different tweet, we should stress. Yeah, it's it's it not, it, it's not the same tweet, no, not the same tweet, it's a different tweet that I came up with like five in the morning because I couldn't sleep because I'd I was having stomach gas problems. I was, I was just, I just, it was hot in my room, it was just a bad night. And you were having a stomach ache, but you were being really brave about it. I was being really brave about my my stomach. I was just really like, brave about having a stomach. I got to post through this. I'm going to post through this, and I was just like, I just like, <laughs> I was like milf. A uh, moment I'd like to forget. I said to myself, oh, "This is a moment I'd like to forget." It's like, hey, milf. Ah, that moment fits I'd with like, the thing. I'd like moment I'd like to forget, and I tweeted it. I didn't think, ah, oh, this, you know. This is about go. This is probably get like five, maybe at a push, and you know, four four days later, and it's but then here we are. It's up to a hundred thousand likes, and I'm just hundred k. Like, what is happening? Why me, God? Why me? It's why have I you think chosen me? That, that odd time, the, the odd timing of you posting it at like five in the morning probably helped, didn't it? Because that would have meant that like people yeah. in America and stuff would have. Probably would have been around. Would have like just popped up on yeah. their feeds. 
probably would have been around one in the morning in East Coast and probably maybe only eight, eight or nine o'clock in the West Coast. So, yeah. yeah. Probably was peak time. People starting their day off right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With a, with, a, with a good old... <laughs> With a good old Lawrence tweet. Oh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> they still don't know that I'm English, so I've got to keep that under wraps. Because a lot of them, they don't like us Brits. So you got I keep it secret. Not that I'm like LARPing as American, but I, I cater to most of my followers. Yeah, I mean... American. Not that I'm like... You don't want to be too secretive about it, because then you'll, be, you'll get cancelled yeah. for like being, uh, you know, for, well, for like lying. Well, I'm not. If someone asked me, I would just say yeah, but I wouldn't deny it. But most people haven't asked. So, is that why you haven't used your like newfound platform to promote the podcast in any way? Yeah, you're just scared people listen to it and find <laughs> out that you're actually British. Uh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> well, I don't know. Yeah, put you <laughs> not, on the spot there, didn't not- I? You little, you little fucker. <laughs> I was. It wasn't top of mind at the time. It was just, you know, I was. Sorry, Dad, I feel, I feel really. Cares. No one's. I feel no one's really bad now. This. I was like, I was like, oh, should I? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if um, if we do get, I just, I just put it in the bio. Good, just put the, put, yeah. put the, put the, you know, yeah. put the Lincoln Lincoln bio, the yeah. old Lincoln bio. Hmm. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, so that's the, the Lawrence, uh, Lawrence Twitter update. Um, so yeah, Lawrence continues to be a, a menace online. Um, Not I'm going to personally lead the charge to, uh, to cancel him at some point, yeah. gonna re- g- dig through the, d- dig through like your old tweets, try and find something, try and find well, something problematic. I, I don't think I have any problematic tweets. I'd never posted anything. Uh, problematic, I don't uh, think. Well, I think I'm a good boy in that regard. I think I'm pretty good. I would never, because I'm not that kind of account. I mean, I see a lot of accounts. They get it's easy. It's easy to be sexist or racist on Twitter. It's very easy to get followers doing that. But you know, I don't yeah. believe in that. So I, I, I'm not. What you're doing is actually very hard and and very brave. Also. I am. I am raw dogging. I am raw dogging Twitter because. I'm not using slurs. Don't, I mean, don't, not, don't say that. Don't. <laughs> yeah. Do That's, not use the word raw dogging in my presence, please. <laughs> and, you know, I don't use slurs. I'm not provocative. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just good, clean jokes for all the family. That's that's me. Well, that's that's what you think. I mean, you know, I'm sure that I'm sure some of the the weirdos in your replies would disagree <laughs> that you're not provocative. In fact, they seem to be extremely provoked by uh, some of, by some of the stuff you're posting. Well, that's that's their problem. Um, you know, but then, I, yeah, I mean, most of them seem to be sort of just very, very, <laughs> very elderly men that are confused by uh, just <laughs> well, everything, the, everything they see and read. Those are the They're not best. sure if it's directed at them or or what. Those are the best accounts. I mean, the people who are too old for Twitter. It is really funny when you see yeah. like those those screenshots of like old people on Facebook and stuff that just keep typing like "Get off my page! I do not give you permission to be on my page." 
one of the best is um, famous uh, movie genius Neil Breen, who um, doesn't know how to reply to people, so he tweets just what he would reply to somebody, but he doesn't tag anybody, so he just <laughs> tweets what he was going to reply. It's great. Wow. So it's just a non-stop, just sort of stream of consciousness. And you, like his, yeah. his timeline, the TL for Neil Breen is just a mystery to everybody but him. Yeah. Well, the man, man is, he's, he's Superman. He's amazing. Genius of our time. You should check it out. Yeah. I'll, he's fascinating. Yeah. Him. He's like a, yeah. it's a bit early for cultural appropriation, but yeah, he's for anybody that doesn't know Neil Breen is a, uh, <laughs> What was his day job? He was like a dentist or something. Oh, I I don't I didn't go that far into bio, so I just I've seen on YouTube stuff about his films. It's all been memed. So yeah, I saw a lot of it on. Um, yeah, I mean, it's cause, yeah, he was just he's like a he's like a Tommy Wiseau type figure in that he was just like just some guy, uh, and then he like inexplicably got the money together to like finance a film that he'd written himself and then decided to direct it. And the film is like, uh, just, you know, as good as you'd expect, you know, when it's made by someone that's just some guy. He's like, I can't remember the name of the film, but he's just out in a desert and he's just got his laptop and he's hooking up. He's like, I can't even, what is he even doing? Something about terrorism or something. He's fighting terrorism. And, but he's also got like, I don't even remember. No, we'll have to... But he's also got like issues with his. Is that fateful findings? That's that's the only one I can think of. Maybe I I I don't know the names of don't know the names of his work. I should really uh <laughs> should really uh, have my facts ready once again. I, the fateful findings is the only one that I'm I'm aware of. Yeah, but he's a uh, he's an interesting uh type of guy. You know, yeah. he's a, he's... someone will fact check us after. A... Someone out there is going to get on Reddit. He certainly is a type of guy. He's a type of guy. Yeah. He is definitely one of the one of the guy types in that he's like, yeah, one of those dudes that just decides they're going to be like a, a filmmaker, even though they've got no, uh, <laughs> you know, just zero kind of skill or instinct for it. Like, uh, you know, like I mentioned, you got Tommy Wiseau, and then you got uh, Frank D'Angelo is another one. Um, it's uh, yeah, those those guys rule. Um, anyway, this is. Did you know that this is an Arsenal podcast? Um, and uh, sometimes oh, oh, we talk yeah. about uh, football. Trying um, to not talk about Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's rip that rip that plaster off right now with Arsenal news. So we've got quite a lot to cover, haven't we, since we last recorded. Um, I think if we're going chronologically, since the last episode, uh, we've had two uh, completed transfers, which at, at one point didn't actually look like they were going to come off, you know, as recently as like a couple of weeks ago. Didn't look as though they were going to happen. But uh, last Friday, we successfully completed the signings. Uh, we we uh, to a signings to a permanent end of uh, Martin Odegaard 
and um, Aaron Ramsdale, two nice little blonde boys uh, joining the team. They're real, real little cutie pies, and we're uh, we're happy to have them. I think it, it looks like we've spent around about thirty million uh, each for them, um, which I think is a absolute steal. No, I'm not being sarcastic, but I really do think we've that's some good. Um, I know a lot of um, the haters out there, the, the the losers and the trolls out there. The haters and as losers, usual, yeah. like clockwork. They're like Arsenal spending X and that amount of money on a player. <laughs> they're desperate. If if they're not, if we're not spending more than maybe ten million, they're like, oh, Arsenal penny pinching. It depends on you know how much we spend. If we spend like thirty million, yeah, Arsenal desperate for the they're splashing the cash on uh, overrated players. Uh, Arsenal's banter FC. Yeah. It, you're damned either way. I think, yeah. But, the, yeah, the, I mean, the reality is that it's, yeah, they're, they're both. Erdegaard's only 22 and Ramsdale's only 23, isn't he? Yeah. Um, so, considering how good they are at the moment and how long they could play for and how good they, you know, how much better they could become, um, yeah, I, I agree with you. 30 million could end up being. Uh, a very good piece of business if we handle this right. And the unfortunate thing is, is uh, I, I'm not uh, fully with the trusting of the manager. Uh, that's the main thing yeah. going on at Arsenal. It's uh, should he stay? Should he go? Well, yeah. I mean, so that we we completed the uh, those signings on the the Friday. Um, Odegaard wasn't going to be available for that weekend's match due to the visa paperwork not being completed, but Ramsdale was going to be available and he was on the bench for that match. Um, but, uh, yeah, it didn't fucking matter. Um, cause we, we lost, uh, two nil to Chelsea. I think that's, that's a lower margin than we predicted in last week's episode, if I'm not mistaken, but the performance, uh, wasn't any better than I was expecting, put it that way. Yeah. Well, from what I saw on the highlights on Match of the Day, yeah, we were pretty schooled, pretty uh, pretty uh, battered, bullied yeah. by Lukaku making his re- return to the Premier League. Um, yeah, we were absolutely trounced. Yeah. Uh, tactically. And, uh, yeah, and what a return it was. Absolutely pooned. I think he probably he couldn't have wished for a better team to play against <laughs> than, than than us right now. Um, to be honest, it's uh, yeah. I I watched the match. I actually watched the match um, because uh, I just I, I just love to feel bad. Um, and yeah, it was just it it was just the the. The feeling at full time of having, you know, not just the fact that we'd lost our opening two matches, but not scored a single goal and not really looked like scoring um, in that Chelsea match, especially. Um, we showed a little bit more fight in the second half, but by that point, from Chelsea's point of view, because they were 2 0 up, they were obviously kind of happy to let us have more of the ball and just sit yeah. back and defend because they know that their defenders are good enough to deal with, you know, whatever fucking sideways passing over, overcooked bullshit. We were going to, we were going to offer going forward. Um, 
so yeah, there weren't really many. You know, Rob Holding headed a, a chance wide, um, and Leonard Gary Neville say. was saying on, on Sky Sports during the match, like he's got to get it on target. There, it's just like he's a, he's a fucking defender, man. Like, it, it, what do you want from yeah. him? Um, well, he did well to get the header course. away in the first place. Yeah, well, you know, Gary Neville, um, okay. and then uh, yeah, completely objective when it comes to matters with Arsenal, former Manchester United mm. uh, player there. Not all, um, like Roy, yeah. like Roy Keane, you know, they never, they never have this kind of anti-Arsenal kind of slant. To yeah, I just wish I knew what they were thinking. You know, these guys are real; they're real enigmas. They're, you know, they're, yeah. they're, it's like the Sphinx. I just, I wish I knew how they felt one way or the other about <laughs> yeah, certain teams or certain players. Um, just get off yeah. that fence for once in your life. Oh. Exactly. Yeah, pick a side. Oh, you have. Um, yeah, uh, and then I think the other sort of major chance from an Arsenal point of view was uh, Saka uh, had a, a sort of shot that deflected and Mendy uh, had to make a, a save. Arguably, we should have had a penalty in the first half as well. Um, I say arguably, we should definitely have had a penalty. Um, I, I couldn't really believe that wasn't awarded upon VAR reviewing it. I know there's all this stuff about this season that, you know, they're trying to let the game flow more. Um, and historically, whenever sort of measures like that have been brought in, uh, they last for maybe six weeks and then everything goes back to <laughs> yeah. normal. Um, yeah. So at the moment, at the start of the season, we're seeing it a lot in matches and managers are complaining and players are complaining um, and everybody hates it. Um, but don't worry, because by the second international break, it'll all just go back to how it was. We, we've seen it so many times before. Like, you remember, like, a couple of seasons ago when refs were going to start awarding penalties for, like, all the pushing and shoving in the box when, uh, when corners, yeah. like, before corners get taken? Yeah. That was a great, like, three weeks when, when that was <laughs> happening. Um, and then it just stopped forever and nobody talked about it again. Yeah. It's like, um, well, they kept it going last year with the um, if you even so much as breathe on a United player, it's an immediate penalty. I mean, they'll probably keep that bit in, probably. I mean, yeah, that's the exception. Yeah, yeah. United always got to get their penalty. Sorry, just a little bit of ASMR here while I top up my drink. But um, what I was going to say earlier, for, you know, Leno made a a good save from um, Lukaku's header point blank. But you wouldn't know it, according to Jonathan Pierce on a Match of the Day, who, uh, you know, when it's Mendy making a save from um, Saka from about how many, from outside, shot from outside the box. And it's like he just has to parry it over the bar. Yeah. Oh, good save from Mendy. And then Leno, it's, oh, and that's, yeah. a, that's a good it's a good, stay, good save by Leno. And that's a good save by Leno. That, that's about as, about. Yeah, they, um, they, 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 they did, they. Credit to Sky Sports, they talked about that a bit more. Uh, yeah, I, I was. that was a bit weird that Jonathan Pierce was just sort of like... But then Jonathan Pierce is a weird guy. Um, I mean, he's... He, he, yeah, he's... Uh, he should just go back to Robot Wars, I think. That's, <laughs> that seems to be his real... That seems to be his real passion. <laughs> Celebration tins with hammers on them. The Exterminator. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's on fire! It's like a little Just kid with everybody's his, speakers out. Little kid with his little robot he's made and it's on fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, they've got like the yeah <laughs> the the house robots that are like you know that cost like tens of thousands of pounds <laughs> to make. Yeah, and have like. <laughs> Have like actual flamethrowers and like diamond <laughs> pickaxes and stuff on them, and then it's just some like some dad and his son <laughs> out of it's a like, dustpan and brush with wheels yeah. on, and it's got like a little yeah a little hammer on it. <laughs> just gets absolutely obliterated, and it's just like <laughs> it's like ah uh, well, sorry, you've travelled all this way, uh, you've, yeah. <laughs> Travel all the way from Hull to London, and uh, well, you're out in the first round. But thanks for playing. And, uh, yeah, what a great show! Great show. They should bring it back. Absolutely, what a show! Great entertainment. Great entertainment. They, they did bring it back, and uh, I don't think anybody watched it. So I, I think it is. It, well, wasn't it was one it of those on things? Day? Where there was a lot of hype around them bringing it back. Wasn't it one of those? It seems like the type of thing that'd be on Dave. They're like they brought back Maybe. Red Dwarf on Dave. Nobody really saw yeah. gave a shit. Um, yeah, it does seem like a very Dave thing, but um, yeah, the home of Witty anyway, Banter. Um, yeah, Jonathan Pierce is there's um uh, yeah that's is there like a bigger fucking that's a huge sort of just time capsule of like the early 2010s, isn't it? Just the 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 home of Witty Banter. <laughs> Um, and just the sort of smug, like self-awareness that they've called the channel Dave, you know, yeah. like it's, you know, we all know Dave. just that sort of oh, thing of like, Dave. oh, you, you fucking pigs, you, you dogs are going to watch this no matter what we can call the channel, whatever the fuck we want. Cause you fucking, you sweaty little hogs are going to watch fucking Dara O'Brien and Mocked fucking Hugh from Dennis like, tell the same. <laughs> Mocked a week from like 2005. Tell the same. Yeah, like, the same oh, jokes current, back and forth about Gordon Brown or whatever. It's probably a bit off topic, but I did anyway. like the uh, Harry and Paul sketch where they do kind of lay into all the panel shows. I did enjoy that. But- yeah, that was very funny. <laughs> that yeah, they just sort of because they don't even give like real dialogue. It's just like sort of stock, <laughs> sort of like stock vocalizations, isn't oh it? To God, all the, the different. Daily Mail. Yeah. Oh my God, Boris Johnson. Was it Boris Johnson? Yeah. A couple of slappers in his lot. <clears throat> Was it Dolphin in a bath? Yeah. Great show. Great show. Um. But yeah, Jonathan Pierce is a fucking weirdo. I tried to find the clip, uh, but couldn't uh, find it of uh, a couple of seasons ago when Bournemouth beat Chelsea and Charlie Daniels scored one of the goals, and um. He Jonathan Pierce just launched into this thing where he was quoting the lyrics to Devil Went Down to Georgia uh, by the Charlie Daniels band. You know, Devil's in the House of the Rising Sun! Um, and it's just, it was so clear that like he'd been waiting basically since Bournemouth had been promoted for however many years to be commentating on a match in which Charlie Daniels scored so that he could, you know, he had that in the chamber ready to go for a very long time and was so pleased to finally get it off you know someone made an edit of it where they spliced it in with the original song as well which was very funny but uh, yeah it's somewhere out there on the internet oh uh, well, yeah we were talking about Arsenal uh, let's get down to oh, yeah. the boring uh, the boring tactical side uh, basically right Arsenal didn't um, screen Lukaku midfield just let this, how many times did uh, they just let you might as well just let 
um, Jorginho and Kevin yeah, just was, passed was, him every time. It was kind of um, it was ridiculous. Lukaku was just left like one on one with Mari <clears throat> um, just so often, and like you know, Mari's okay, but he he can't deal with someone yeah. like Lukaku. Like, there's just no way. Like, he can't. He's never going to beat him for pace, and he's certainly not going to beat him for strength. Like, there's just nothing he can do. But <laughs> Yeah, like you said, our two midfielders. I mean, Lakonga had a couple of good. He, his passing looked very good. I'm excited to see what he does when uh, Thomas Partey gets back to fitness. I think those two be, will be a pretty good uh, partnership in in the centre of midfield. Um, but yeah, him and Jacker just constantly went missing and left Mari and Rob Holding to fend for themselves against Lukaku. Um, and uh, yeah, it fucking sucked, and we got punished for it again and again and again. Yeah, I was kind of expecting Arteta would at least match him up. I was thinking because he had Tierney and Saka, and I was thinking, well, maybe he'll play like a like Tierney is kind of like a centre back slash left back, and Saka would push on. Mm. That's what I was thinking, but he didn't. He just played a back four, and I was a bit like, eh, that didn't didn't work out, unfortunately. Um, yeah, he could have had. He could, yeah, he could have had like Callum Chambers uh, along with Holding and Mari as a, like the back three, and then use yeah, use Saka and Tierney as the kind of um, attacking wing backs, yeah. which is pretty much what Chelsea did. I mean, they played with like a back three with Reese James getting all the way forward. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we he was almost, really fucking struggled to deal with him. He looked very, very good, he, which is he was almost a, exciting from an England point of view. Yeah. Um, you know that he's still continuing his good form, but. Yeah, it was uh, frustrating to watch from an Arsenal perspective. He was almost like an out-and-out winger, from what I saw. Just like mm. didn't have to do it. He's just all on his own out there on the on the right of Chelsea's right or Arsenal's left. And it's just like my god, every time. Anyway, yeah. Like, <sighs> uh, yeah. Uh, so that was a bummer. Um, yeah, two games, two losses, uh, both defeated two 0 uh, no goals, no real sense that we were going to get any goals. I know Aubameyang and Lacazette are both recovering from COVID. I mean, there's been a COVID outbreak at the club. It's affected a lot of different players. Uh, they're all in various stages of kind of recovering and coming back. Uh, we don't know, but, you know, Ben White, uh, he... Uh, he's. I mean, he's de- Ben White's definitely an Arsenal player now. You know, he's played one match, lost one match. And then he was injured for the next one. Yeah. Um, so that's <laughs> he's our boy through and through. Proper now. Goona. Um, he's proper Goona. Yeah. So he, but yeah, we we don't know what stage he's at with his recovery. Uh, Willian also has been affected. Um, frankly, he can take as long as he wants yeah. uh, to get back. <laughs> um, a, I mean, there's rumours that he's he's on the he's on the brink of a deal uh, with Corinthians, isn't he? Mm. Uh, which. Uh, would be nice for Two everybody. Two for one at uh, um, any so. restaurant. <laughs> That's the kind of deal he likes. <laughs> he's, hey, he's, come on, come on now. There's, we can make fun of William without pointing out the fact that he's a big fat guy. Well, also some of, that, some also of the hosts that, of this podcast are big fat guys. Well, I, I am. I'm a bit. I'm chunky now. Oh, shut up! I am a bit. I got a bit of a belly on me. With your cheekbones. That oh, well, yeah. Pathetic. Pathetic. It's, it's, <laughs> let's get a belly war. Anyway. 
Um, <laughs> just <laughs> it's it's not necessarily that the belly a, sounds bigger. You're just hitting it harder and harder. Yeah. <laughs> just winding yourself. Like oh, pink belly. But uh, also yeah. had a yeah, another meeting because he runs restaurants. So that's what I was thinking. Like he, he's having a oh, okay. he's breaking. Yeah. So it's got. It's I got thought you meant that he went into a restaurant and he uh, ate all the food in the restaurant, and they had to close the restaurant. Right. I thought that's yeah. what you meant. That's his. That's his plan. He's closing down all the restaurants, but eating all the food, so that his is only a restaurant in the in in London. It's foolproof. He's literally eating the profit. He's um, literally eating the profit. He's having his cake and eating it. He's having his. He's having their cake and eating it. He's having everyone else's cake. He's having all the cake and eating it. Um, and so yeah, that was uh, that was that weekend. Uh, very uh, depressing. Uh, not great to watch. Um, kind of uh, frightening to see Chelsea looking that good though. Lukaku has sort of hit the ground running as you would expect. Um, they, they look. They, yeah, I mean, they 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 look good. I I still reckon City will hang on to the title over the course mm. of the whole season. But um, but yeah, Chelsea are, are looking very good, and uh, it's cool to see Lukaku back in the Premiership. Yeah. I've always liked him as a striker, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's cool to sort of see just how good he's become. Um, even though he was already very good, um, that he's yeah he now kind of looks. Well, as as we saw on Sunday, he's basically unstoppable. Yeah. It's weird to remember seeing a compilation from when he was at Man United where he could barely even control a boy. It would just, just bounce straight off him, mm. just unable to control it. It was weird. Just complete turnaround. You know? but, he, but, you know, he goes, yeah. he goes to Italy, he goes to Interman, he's under a, a very good manager in Antonio Conte, who... Some are mm. rumouring he could be a potential replacement for Mikel Arteta. Um, you know, yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's type of manager that we would love to see. Frankly, yeah, um, yeah he, he, apparently that yeah, Arteta has been given the ultimatum that if things don't turn around by the second international break in October, uh, that he's he's out, um, and Conte is apparently the uh, the first choice to replace him. No idea if there's any interest. <laughs> on Conte's end, but um, he'll be yeah, he'll be we demanding. Would, uh, I know that. Yeah, we here at Junior Funners would endorse that move wholeheartedly. Yeah, it's like at this point, I just want a manager. You know, <laughs> mm. I don't want a uh, jumped up PE teacher. <laughs> it's, well, I you're putting you're putting Arteta in the same category as Tim Sherwood. Oh, I don't think he's quite like, that bad. All right, somebody he's based. He basically needs to learn his learn his trade. You know, go to a go go to a lower yeah. lower division somewhere. He needs to learn your trade. He can't just straight in the deep end at Arsenal. So, I mean, he did right for the you know first six months. He won the FA Cup and everything looked good. Everyone, yeah, Bamyang yeah. signed the contract. He's like, yeah, everything's looking good. We started the season well last season, and then it all just sort of by Christmas time, it's sort of. 11th place and it was like ugh uh, oh well yeah I think well things had gotten bad before Christmas and then yeah it, it was I think it was it wasn't until like Boxing Day or like the new year that things finally started to turn around a little bit when he introduced you know like Smith Rowe and that end of the team yeah. you know when the, the youngsters started playing more um, yeah it, it, uh, yeah it, it definitely 
it's hard to see where the improvement's going to come from. Although, uh, well, we you know, we we sort of ending on a a positive, I guess, for in terms of Arsenal news. The um, we had our first match in the EFL Cup, the Carabao Cup, <clears throat> against uh, West Brom. West Brom. At the time of recording, that was last night, and. Um, yeah, I mean, West Brom didn't put a particularly strong team out, and uh, if we had played a, a team that was even slightly good, I think the result would have been very different. But we ended up uh, beating them very convincingly, 6-0. Um, so we went from no goals in the first two matches to a a veritable flurry. A McFlurry, if you will. I mean, yeah. You need a, you need a free one to gain confidence. This was a kind of a free one. It's like, you need a game, just get everyone... F- Go in, get a yeah. few minutes under their belt. Get get a Barmyang practice shooting practice in. Need to need to work on their one on ones a bit. Uh, but um, mm. yeah, this this is a sort of, this is a kind of a free one. You need you need you, you need to get the confidence. That's what it's more about. It's more about getting some confidence. You know, it doesn't you know you can have all the tactics all you want, but if you're not, you know, you're not in the right yeah. zone. Yeah, if you don't have the belief, you can actually pull it off. Yeah, yeah. This is the sort of the yeah the kind of the kind of freebie, the kind of gimme that really we should have been having during the summer with our preseason matches, but we struggled through most of those as well, um, rarely getting results. But yeah, this Aubameyang um, got a hat trick, um, and it, his his third goal especially looked very very good. That was very kind of. Henri-esque, um, you know, a trademark of Bamiyan goal, of course, coming in off the off the left and just kind of stroking the ball um, over into the far corner, you know, just a perfect kind of flight on the ball. Not particularly, he didn't leather it, you know, it's not a screamer, but he just, the, the path of the ball was so perfect that it kind of clears all the defenders and it's high enough that the keeper can't get it, but it dips so that it definitely goes straight into the back of the net. It was, uh, yeah, great stuff. And um I think the 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 fact that we have so many players that are coming back from injury or recovering from COVID that needed game time meant that we ended up putting out a uh, we just naturally ended up putting out a very strong side. So Aubameyang started, Odegaard started, Saka started, Pepe started, Ramsdale made his debut and kept a clean sheet. Yeah, he probably won't be given starter against Man City. I mean. As much as I would like to see that, because I do kind of think he's um, slightly better than Bert Leno in, in many regards, but um, uh, yeah, he'll probably, he'll probably will st- stick with Bert Leno just for just because yeah, he doesn't want. Matter. This is this is thing. I you, you kind of feel like uh, it's still it's weird, <laughs> even though things aren't great. I do kind of feel like oh, what if what if <laughs> what if we got like just a one nil scraped a one nil and City. And everyone's like, oh, we all like Arteta. I mean, but I won't, obviously. We... <laughs> I mean, we did, we, we had, we had our best season against the, uh, like the, the so-called big six last season for a very long time. You know, we, we got like some pretty big results. Um, you know, yeah, we beat, we beat United away, we beat, uh, Chelsea home and away. Um, Beat yeah, beat Spurs at home. Like we we did, we did, yeah we did sort of weirdly pretty well against more of the big six teams than we have done for a long time. Um, so I mean, I, who knows? It, I mean, 
it would be it, if if we did beat them, it would be like you say, it would be like a, a scraping of a one nil. It would be something that we would actually, we'd absolutely be kind of just like holding on and grinding out for the entirety of the ninety minutes. But who knows? I mean, football. Hey, you know this 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 crazy old game might just surprise yeah. you. We sound like deluded Arsenal fans when you when you well we might win, we could get a result. Oh, deluded Arsenal fans, as the haters always say. Yeah. But speaking of uh, Man City, uh, there are rumours of um, Cristiano Ronaldo potentially making a move to Manchester City, and I thought I would, I would <laughs> yeah, I would love that if he uh, if he came on <laughs> Man City against Man United and got a winning goal, all would be forgiven. <laughs> that would be, yeah. Just the just the biggest middle finger to, yeah, Man United. That yeah, that would be very very funny. Takes his shirt off, shows um, his ripped muscles and chest. It's like yeah, yeah. We, shows everybody his pecs. <laughs> all's forgiven, right? Flexes his pecs in celebration. That, that would be hilarious. It's, it almost feels like Man City have they're not going to pay Harry Kane. It's like no, we're not going to pay Tottenham one hundred and fifty million or whatever they want. We'll go for Ronaldo. You know, we'll, we'll get a slightly. I don't know how. how yeah, I was gonna say it's <laughs> like it in no way solves their uh, need for a striker because it's like we're, oh, we're gonna sign, we're gonna sign a th- the the most expensive thirty six year old uh, <laughs> in the history of the game. You know, we're gonna pay him astronomical wages to play for what a season. Yeah. Why um, not? <laughs> before we then have to splash out another hundred million quid on a proper striker. Oh, Ronaldo's probably getting money from other means. Man City probably don't need to pay him that much. I'm sure he probably has his own thing where he probably earns enough. I don't know. Yeah, he's probably yeah. He strikes me as a, a humble, a humble lad. Yeah, he won't ask for he's much. He's real down to earth. He's not. He's a very private individual. He's very. Uh, he keeps it to himself. He's not a big rock star footballer. You know. He's, very respectful, very, yeah. Very, true uh, professional. Yeah. True professional. Does he tell people to Certainly. drink water? I mean, uh, what's not to like about it? He tells, tells people to drink water. That's what, that's what. Yeah, that was a, that was a big day for like very dumb people on Twitter, wasn't it? Like, it just sort of like, he's wiped billions off of Coca-Cola's stock value. And it's just like, uh... Yeah, okay, sure. The water yeah. bottle is owned by Coke. Ronaldo saying that has, oh my God, Coke doesn't exist anymore because Ronaldo told people to drink water. He just, he just cancelled Coca-Cola. Boom. Mm. Yeah, he called out Coca-Cola. It's like, uh, do you know how many fucking like bottled water brands the Coca-Cola company owns? Come on. Yeah. Just, just follow the money, people. Yeah. Coke just keeps water in a, you know, big tub somewhere, and they've got it, you know, dishing it out. It doesn't come from the local, mm. you know, waterworks. That's just such an illusion, man. Coke yeah. owns everything. Yeah, they're putting they're putting Coke in the water. They're putting Coke in the water. Turn your kids gay to, to make to, to make it taste good. Yeah. That's why I love. We gotta stop it, man. <laughs> I'm sick of this water tasting so good. Sick of all this water tasting like Coca Cola. It's like, man, it's heaven. It's paradise. Um, 
quick uh, live update on the Europa Conference. Unfortunately, Spurs are winning. Um, they've uh, overturned their 1-0 deficit against uh, Pacos de Feria. Um, so it's currently 2-1 on aggregate, about uh, just under an hour played there. Harry Kane with both the goals, uh, who has committed, Cut fiercely it. committed, his uh, future to uh, to Spurs. Um, bizarrely, quite frankly, um, I, I, it felt like the universe needed him to move to Man City. I feel like something bad might happen now that it's not going to, now that it's not happening, it feels like you know it's sort of it's it's created this sort of odd vacuum where something weird's gonna kind of uh, pop off at any moment. But yeah, he's um, he's yeah he's finally made a public uh, statement that he's uh, committed to staying at Spurs and achieving. I think in his words, achieving their goals. Uh, so that'll be another season in the Europa Conference, and yeah. uh, maybe a cup final that they lose. They've had a few of those lately. Yeah, you know, he's a, he's a humble guy, Harry Kane, you know. So Harry of Kane, MBE, OBE, CBE, kisses his portrait of the mm. Queen, you know, goes down yes. to the red True line gentleman. for his, for his uh, Sunday, uh, Sunday roast. He's a, he's, a proper, he's a proper lad's lad. He's a proper honest to down-to-earth chap. Carries yeah. around the mail on Sunday on his under his arm. So Harry of Kane. My um, <laughs> my my girlfriend uh doesn't really she doesn't really follow football, but like she watches you know she watches England and stuff. Like during the last World Cup, um, she said like, oh Harry Kane's got like he he looks really suave. He's got this kind of like like Don Draper kind of vibe to it. <laughs> you know, he's got kind of like a real like classic man. And I was like. <laughs> Yeah, have you ever heard him talk? Yeah, like, it's like that. I feel like that, that illusion would be shattered so quickly. Like, just be like, "Oh my god, he's so suave and cool." Oh, how you doing? I'm okay. Oh, I'm okay. Uh, oh, I'm committed to uh, staying at the club and achieving uh, all their goals. Uh, thank you very much, Kevin. Yeah, it's not that Man City couldn't pay him away. Just didn't want to pay 150 million for uh, to Daniel Levy. I think he was trying to he was trying to um, yeah trying to get as much as he could. He's like, no, we ain't playing this game, Levy. You can leave it. You can leave it. Leave, leave yeah. it. Yeah, leave it. He's trying. Um, he was trying to leave yeah, the so deal. I think the, the- and it didn't go for him. Yeah, he was uh, he was hoping it would be a case of when the Levy breaks, yeah. as uh, Led Zeppelin once uh, famously uh, shrieked. Um, yeah, so the, I I believe now the the rumor is that he's going to sign another new contract um, on top of the one that he recently signed for for six years, but this one is explicitly going to have a release clause in it. <laughs> we so we that, forgot to put uh, that last time. Levy can't. Yeah, <laughs> he signed a six-year contract without there being any kind of release clause, and he just yeah depended on uh, the word of his gentleman's agreement with uh, Daniel Levy. So yeah, I think this this new contract that he's going to be signing is is explicitly going to have like a, a release clause in it, um, so that Levy can't welch on whatever uh, you know uh, whatever late night deal they made over a rail of coke. 
Eric Hayes is down to earth chap. He doesn't. He, the only Coke he has is a nice, you know, vanilla Coke on on a on a after a nice. A re- uh, yeah, refreshing Coke Zero. Um, a refreshing in a photo Coke shoot Zero because they probably sponsor you know something to do with uh, the England team. Yeah, or Pepsi. He might be. He might be Pepsi. Uh, you know, Coke. Be, Coke Zero. Uh, the the number of uh, number of trophies that Spurs uh, have won. There we go. There we go. <laughs> yes, that's pre- oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's more applicable. That's more. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, that's um, yeah. So Harry Kane is uh, is going to stay at Spurs, um, and they'll still, you know, they'll still finish like sixth or seventh, probably. Um, what else has happened? Oh, Jorginho uh, has won uh, UEFA Player of the Year, um, along with uh, Thomas Tuchel. I think also won Manager of the Year at Chelsea, the uh, the European champions, of course. Mm. And uh, who else won stuff? Um, okay, yeah, Edward Mendy uh, won goalkeeper of the year. Defender of the year went to Ruben Diaz. So that's going to make uh, a lot of Man United fans absolutely <laughs> hopping mad because <laughs> they, I the the hatred, the the weird kind of like hard on they have against Ruben Diaz is uh, is very very funny. Um, just the refusal to admit that he's like I was, I was anywhere near as good as everybody says he is. I was, I was thinking you were going to say about Bruno Fernandes. I thought they were going to be like, what? You're not going to give it to, to Bruno? It's an outrage. The anti-United agenda. Oh, yeah. Midfielder of the year went to N'Golo Kante. So, yeah, there was no yeah no room for, uh, for, for Bruno there, even though... Even though you know, Man United won the league uh, last year, and they won the Champions League, and they won the Europa League, and they just won um, the league two two weeks ago. And they won that. Yeah, unfortunately, they uh, yeah they've they've all they've they've lost the league now because they drew with uh, with Saints. So, um, yeah, it can happen that quickly, folks. You know, you have the trophy, and then you you know you draw with uh, with Saints, and then boom. It's, uh, it's gone. Hashtag uh, forward of the year uh, was uh, forward of the year was uh, future future Man United legend Erling Brat Halland. Oh yeah, um, that's uh, yeah another another deal that's definitely going to happen. Um, got so United we, uh, we in his blood. He's got United. In yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. He loves he loves the Stone Roses. Solskjaer was his manager at Molde or whatever. Yeah, so definitely he'll be there. He'll be there. Was it Mulder mm. he was manager of? Anyway. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, that's the that's the UEFA awards. Uh, so congratulations to the various winners there. Oh, um, yeah, um, speaking of Man United fans, although I don't, I don't follow uh, anymore, I did see someone that I do follow on Twitter – because there's this whole sort of um, the 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 new uh, Spider-Man uh, trailer came out this week, and um, the the main thing about it is that they've got all the old characters from like the other Spider-Mens are going to be in it, and like in the trailer you see uh, Alfred Molina pop up at the end as as Doc Ock, and he's all like, mm-hmm. "Hello, Peter," um, and 
Yeah. <laughs> um i'm trying to find the tweet i can't remember who it was that uh like quote tweeted it but that yeah basically everybody's talking about those like those sam raimi spider-man yeah. films uh from like the early 2000s now and how they you know how how well they hold up or don't hold up or you know what's good about them compared to the marvel movies now um and stuff like that and uh united trade just tweeted a, like a it was a, <laughs> a picture of toby Maguire in the spider-man suit um and it just said, kids today will never understand how good this guy was. And it's just like, what, what does that mean? What? Like, what? It's just a, <laughs> like, what, like, <laughs> like the, the person quote tweeting it said that basically like, yeah, like, I understand that there's a lot of love and nostalgia and there's a lot of reappraisal going on for those films at the moment. But literally, what does that mean? How good this guy was? Like, you what? Could, like, <laughs> you could watch like, the movies at any time you want. You can just show them. Yeah. Get the DVD. Yeah, nobody's taking them away from you. Like, <laughs> uh, kids will never understand how good Spider-Man is. Like, it, like we're on the third Spider-Man film in this current, like, iteration of right. it. Like, I think kids understand Spider-Man pretty well. Or is he talking about Tobey Maguire? Is it like, they'll never understand how good Tobey Maguire was as Spider-Man? In which case, it's just like, like you said, you can watch it at any time. Like it, like but they put it on ITV too. By the existence of the new films, they put them on ITV two every other weekend. Just yeah. DVR it if you, you know. Yeah, they're on TV constantly. I just, it's just you know, well, what do you expect from a United fan? They're very one-dimensional in their thinking. Yeah, I mean, it is funny when you know, as much as we kind of uh, criticise like the the kind of um, football Twitter dimwits for not talking about anything else, the odd occasion when they do try and venture into (laughs) pop culture or try and talk about films and that is incredibly funny. (laughs) Yeah, especially with you know our our favourite the golden the golden child. you know, talking about just talking about shit like you know, uh, what was that one he did? It, 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 oh, um, <laughs> watch Christmas with the Cranks. Didn't rate it. That was one of his tweets. <laughs> well, he, Cheers, he got, Mark. Got outraged over um, the idea of was it something like James Bond being played by a woman or something? We've we talked. Oh, probably. Yeah, no, he yeah. definitely is. He's a hundred percent the type of guy to get like very angry about James Bond about to just have like uh like very strong opinions about James Bond that's always like a hallmark of someone that's really cool you know yeah. you think about guys like uh you think about guys like Piers Morgan and Jeremy Clarkson you know these are these are the real cool the dudes pinnacle of man uh that uh, get very vocally angry about James Bond yeah why do they always got that look of you know like a bulldog licking piss off a nettle you always got that <laughs> look on them especially Clark's um yeah I don't know I think it's it's like maybe it's it's just the the amount of just sort of like putrid venom that's being stored in their body kind of makes them like rot from the inside out so you know, they just look kind of saggy and sour all the time. It's all that, all those, all those hot takes they have. It's just, it fills them up. 
to the brim. Yeah. Yeah, to, to quote Stuart Lee, that yeah, the, the opinions that Jeremy Clarkson has every week to a deadline. Um that yeah, it was it's there is something sort of uh kind of uh sort of poetically just about the fact that he is now he's so sort of trapped in this persona and this kind of cult he's built around himself of like, you know, like Clarkson blokes. Um that he because i think he's like he was pro eu i don't think he was he wasn't like a brexit guy but obviously like his entire fan base as you can imagine <laughs> are like rabidly pro brexit so like when he was doing like adverts for amazon after you know he got fired for after he got fired from the bbc for simply punching a man over a sandwich you know who among us <laughs> how um, many of us have has not punched a, a co-worker over a sandwich <laughs> Um, it's banter. It's just banter. Uh, but sure. yeah, so when when they moved to Amazon and he started doing adverts for Amazon, there was like one where like he's stood on like the cliffs cliff tops at Dover, and uh, he's like using Amazon drones to like I thought I'd use Amazon's delivery service to send some gifts to our friends in Brussels. So he has to like pretend that he's like sending a bunch of shit over to. Over to to Brussels to like you know to stick it to those unelected, undemocratic you know uh, uh, tyrants in the EU. Um, even though that is the exact opposite of what he actually believes, you know he's sort of he's stuck in this persona. He's stuck in this fucking prison that he's created for himself uh, because he just has to be that guy publicly. Um, so that's kind of nice to see him kind of, you know, uh, get, you know, fuck himself over like that. I can I think, for, may I say, I, I, my cynical brain is like, maybe he just want, I don't know, you probably get lambasted. Maybe he just, he just like, quote unquote, likes to eat in the sense that he likes to drive around Germany in his fast cars <laughs> because the auto, the autobahns in Germany, like you can, you can drive at any speed you want. And I just think, oh, I want to do that whenever yeah, I want. Yeah, is. But anyway. I, that's, it probably, yeah, I mean, it probably is something as stupid as that. I mean, it is that that probably is what it comes down to. He's not yeah. a smart man. Like, it, like none of these guys are very, are very smart. Like, yeah, that probably is like the reason that he is pro EU because they've got good roads. We have you ever tried to drive somewhere in Wales? Ugh, Wales. <laughs> they've got traffic in it's Wales. Just, I hate traffic. Nothing but shit. Ah! Yeah. Nothing but sheep and leeks. Anyway. Nothing, yeah, but sheep <laughs> and the backwoods idiotic inbred fuckers that e- are trying to shag them. You can't even drive up Snowden in a Land Rover. In a Lamborghini. Yeah. Man, I hate it when that happens. <laughs> I hate it when you my Land Rover can't park your car at Snowden. the top of Mount Snowden. PC gone mad. <laughs> Um, looks like Spurs have uh, got a third goal in the Europa Conference match. It's a, an own goal, unfortunately. So that's probably that's probably done and dusted there. Although, it, I mean, it's Spurs. There's about 20 minutes left in the game. You know, if anybody's going to fuck it up from this position, it's it's Spuds. So <laughs> fingers crossed. Um, was there anything else uh, football-wise uh, that we had to talk about? Uh. Well, t- well, 
not really great big news, but uh, Torreira left on loan for Fiorentina. That's about transfer news. Um, oh yeah, he's yeah he's gone on loan to Fiorentina for. Uh, is it just it's just for this season, right? But I think there's an option. To I buy think him yeah, after he'll that. probably he'll probably be gone at some point, which is a shame because I kind of liked him, but you know. The, uh, the- yeah, I think. Um, I think there was a bit of it. Wasn't there like a problem with sort of like the language barrier? Yeah. I think he was having a, it's similar to um, Emery. But plus he's had like. He found communicating a bit of a trouble, a bit problematic. He's also a personal thing. He's like, I think his mum passed away, I think, as well. Ah, man. So, yeah, it's all sort yeah. of personal reasons and stuff. Fresh start. Yeah. Probably best for him then. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, I mean, there is, there's. Talk of a, a clear out of up to six players, I think, yeah. um, uh, before the the transfer deadline next week. So, I mean, yeah, that could that could be anyone. Include, I mean, yeah, including uh, Bellerin could be going. Kalasinac, who weirdly started last night's match at centre back, mm-hmm. um, which is very odd. I mean, he hasn't played a match for Arsenal for ages, but yeah, to bring him. In at centre back, I guess. I, well, I guess it's just sort of how short we are <laughs> on options with injuries and illnesses and stuff at the moment. Um, but yeah, he'll he'll probably be gone. Um, I think yeah, Eddie and Ketia, Reese Nelson, both look like they're on the way. Um, Bellerin, did I say? Well, yes, yeah. that's the other one. It's probably the one I kind of feel like I, I, you know, not really a big Bellerin guy, so I, I'm not sad to see him leaving. Personally, just feel he wasn't. Yeah, he doesn't. Um, he doesn't seem to have sort of uh, come on and advanced in the way that I think a lot of people would have expected him to. Yeah. Under considering how good he looked under Wenger when he first came into the team at a very young age. Um, yeah, it, you would have thought at this stage in his career. Um, yeah, at this stage in his career, he, you know he. The trajectory that he was on um, would have indicated that he probably would have been one of the best in the world uh, at this point. But yeah, he's not even really the best. He's not even really the best right back at the club currently, arguably. Yeah, yeah, and um, I mean, there's also been Cedric as no as another potential one to go, which I feel we'll have no right back then. I think, <laughs> I think we only have Callum Chambers. There. I haven't seen any. I haven't was, seen any was, goss about uh, Cedric. There was for maybe a couple of weeks ago potential, but if they've died down now, then maybe, maybe not. I mean, I, I, I like Cedric more. I think he's a bit better. I think he can, he's a better, better crosser, and um, I think he's yeah. got a bit more um, physicalness it, about him. You know, a bit more. He's a bit more gonna going for the going for a challenge. Callum Chambers can can play there as well, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, you know. He, and Cam I'm not imagining yeah. that. He did a very good job yeah. there at right back sort of towards the end of last season. And uh, Maitland-Niles can also play if we keep him. Um, did he? Did which I, is... Did he play centre in midfield, did they say? I heard um, Maitland-Niles. In, yes. He came on as a sub originally, uh, I think on the... Uh, was it on the right or on the left? I think it was on the right. Um and then there, were, uh, there was another sub made. Someone else came on. I think that was when Lacazette came on. There was sort of a reshuffle in the midfield. 
and then he moved to the. I think then he moved to the the center. Or was no? Is it, it was Erdegaard or someone? Somebody. There, yeah, there was somebody like that came off and he came on, and there was like a reshuffle, and then he sort of moved more centrally. Which again, he can play. He's very yeah. similar to Saka. He's a very versatile player. He can play in a lot of different places. And as we've talked about before, it's kind of annoying that we sent him out on loan because we could have used cover in quite a lot of those <laughs> positions towards the end yeah. of last season. Yeah, especially uh, Joe Willock. Oh, I'm still not over that. Yeah. Joe Willock. Ah. Oh, well. Good um, luck to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. I mean that that money seems to be sort of going towards signings. I mean, we, we're still we're still somehow linked with Kieran Trippier, which I mean, you're talking about like you know if we're gonna <laughs> if we're gonna get rid of Cedric and Bellerin but gain Kieran Trippier, yeah, that's not a bad. No, that's not a bad swap. Although he, I know he's he's a bit older. I mean, he's was he 31? Hmm. Um, so it wouldn't exactly be a long term solution. But I mean, he's <laughs> he would be one of the best in the league potentially. Yeah, and plus, you know, another Spurs, another Spurs guy uh, coming to the, coming to the uh, to the good side. He's like, come on, another another one. Yeah, come on. Seeing the error of their ways, it's like I was wrong. Being welcomed with open yeah. arms, well- as prodigal sons. Welcome to Arsenal. Welcome to Arsenal. Yeah, come on in, son. Come on in. It's nice and warm. Um, Put your feet up. Yeah. And then uh, what was the other? There's uh, Trippier, and then oh, it's. Uh, uh, Ouar, 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 Sam Ouar. That now looks as though that could be that's because that's gone back and forth and back and forth all summer, and now that looks like that could be on again hmm. in a, a, as a loan deal um, yeah. because Leon are apparently keen to to offload him. I don't know whether he's I don't, whether they he's trying to run down his contract or whatever, or whether they just don't want to pay his wages anymore, but. Yeah, that that mm. now seems to be something that could potentially happen as well. So, I mean, if we, you know, blue sky thinking here, yeah. um, you know, there's <laughs> there's potentially a best case scenario in which we, you know by deadline day we get Kieran Trippier and Hossam Awar, and then that's a pretty good transfer yeah. window, isn't it? I mean, that's the, we've we've made a, quite a few very good signings. Yeah, it'd be the you know, and then let's see. I, you know, because I'm a fair, I'm fair and just. I will give Arteta another couple of games to show. <laughs> <laughs> I will give Arteta another couple of games to show us that he. I suppose that's the yeah, that's that's the other side of it, isn't it? Like we can sign all these like good, promising players, but if they're still going to play it- his stupid system yeah. <laughs> and bullshit tactics, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, that's the problem. It's um. You know, it's like having a, you got some great actors, but if you're being directed by, you know, um, I don't know who who can I pick? Not I'm not a who's a really bad film director. I don't know. <laughs> Neil, let's uh, just say Neil Breen. If they're all being directed by Neil Breen, Neil Breen, yeah, call it back. They they uh they not they may not give you the uh, best performance. They may just uh, yeah yeah. If it's a lousy script and a bad director, yeah, you know. You can, yeah, you can have the best cast in the world, and uh, yeah, I mean, look at uh, Batman and Robin. Mm. You know, great cast, but uh, unfortunately, the film's only like the film's only like really good when it could have been uh, perfect. Uh, sadly, so it makes up for it with showing boobs and butt and 
cock in the in the bat suits. You know where they keep they turn a zoom. Yeah, the cod pieces the cod and the piece. ass and yeah. the the nipples and it's like, yeah. He's, uh, That's why you want Arnold Schwarzenegger is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is is billed uh, ahead of George Clooney in that film. Yeah, which is insane. Isn't <laughs> it like he's he's billed ahead of Batman? Like that sort of that sort of shows. I think part of the problem right there, probably. That's uh, yeah. Wasn't like George Clooney wasn't he? Only just sort of became because he'd done ER. I don't know if he had done any films before. How many? How many he had done before? He'd but done obviously Arnold Schwarzenegger. He'd done a couple of around, films. He'd, you know, eight. I mean, yeah, obviously Schwarzenegger is is the the name. Yeah. You know, he's the like the big yeah. But um, yeah, I think that like George Clooney. Yeah, he'd, he'd sort of not long come off of ER. I think the he'd done a couple of movies that were like well received, but I think he hadn't really done any kind of like huge like blockbusters. Like, you know, he'd done uh, From Dust Till Dawn oh, yeah, yeah. with uh, Quentin Tarantino and uh, he did um, Out of Sight with Steven Soderbergh. Um, but yeah, I don't think he, he hadn't done anything kind of like, like I said, like kind of a mega like blockbuster, like a, like a Batman movie. Um, and uh, yeah, man, it's uh, for, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a great actor. I love, I love the Clune Dog, but yeah, he's, what a stinker! He's kind of just Schwarzenegger. Actually, is not that bad. Uh, is weirdly, yeah. he's not. He's not the worst part of that film, he, which he he easily could have been. Him um, and him and Uma, <laughs> Uma Thurma are kind of hamming it up because they kind of she they understood. Well, she, she especially she is, understood the assignment. Yeah, she is. No, no, no. I think she is. She's in a different film altogether. <laughs> I mean, yeah. well. I don't know. They, I, it, it depends what the assignment was because it does seem as though like acting, actors fucking like crazy and stupid as you can does kind yeah, of seem to have they been just, the assignment. They just went from, down uh, the John uh, Schumacher. They just went down the silly camp Batman, whereas like I don't know, George Clooney is kind of yeah. They basically were just like yeah. Tim <laughs> Tim Burton was way off when he tried yeah. to make this kind of more brooding and serious. Let's go back to the the campy bullshit. Um, Freezing hell, Batman. Yeah, she is like. Yeah. Uma Thurman in that film is like, uh, he's, she's sort of trying to do like a kind of 1940s kind of like sort of Mae West kind of, well, why don't you come up and see me sometime, Batman? But it it's like I said, it's just completely out of step with how everyone else is is acting. It's it's so weird and cartoony. And yeah, she's making all these the real, stupid plant puns. The real star is um, my favorite. Um, Alicia, Alicia Silverstone. Alicia Silverstone. She's yeah, my favorite. Love, love, love Alicia Silverstone. She is a, she's great. She's great in everything. She's great, great in Clueless. Yeah, Clueless is a, yeah, genuinely, genuinely classic movie. Great film. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So if that's all with uh, all from football, let's uh, <laughs> sort of just you know. Just finished talking about Batman and Clueless. So if we're done talking about football, um, let's take a quick break and then we'll do some cultural appropriation and we'll talk some more about that, you know, bullshit and good stuff. All right. Back in a sec. But the other thing I forgot to mention... Guardiola plans to leave Man City in 2023, so that would be kind of bad timing if if Harry Kane were to 
have joined, he would only have been managed for like a year under Guardiola, whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, not our problem. Yep. Uh, we're back, by the way, uh, with that last little bit of uh, football news. Um, so now we are transitioning to a uh, another part of the show where we uh, kind of do what we were just doing where we were talking about uh, Batman and stuff. Um, cultural appropriation, where we recommend things that you might like, you, the listener. Um, so here's the theme tune for that. And there it is. Isn't it lovely? Um, so, yeah. Uh, before, well, no, no, Lawrence, you, you do your recommendations first and then we'll, uh, we'll get into the stuff I was going to say. Well, I'll, I'll just keep mine very brief. Uh, with the uh, recent uh, sad passing of Sean Locke, uh, one of the few uh, yes. comedians who I actually thought was was really funny. I really enjoyed Sean Locke on um, this. This was sort of what I was going to talk about. Yeah, he, yeah. I think yeah, Sean Locke was uh, probably the best comedian that was currently working in the UK. I'd say, and I, I think yeah. if you if you took a poll of sort of every working comic in the UK at the moment, they they probably agree. I think you know he would have been he would have been in probably the top five. Everybody everybody loved sean Locke. um just yeah really really sad um that he's gone what a brilliant uh just a brilliant just natural storyteller and a great kind of just a, a great kind of just screen presence you know if you, you saw him on the telly you'd sort of know you're in safe hands you know you'd be like ah well sean Locke's sean Locke's there so it's you know it's at least going to be pretty funny because because he's involved he kind of had an irreverence, so he just kind of would just say anything. <laughs> it was kind of fun. Mm. And but I'll, I'll get to what I was going to recommend. But um, I remember when he was on QI and he absolutely ripped the piss out of um, Roy McGrath because he was trying to be all yeah. pretentious, using trying to name every Latin name for birds. It's just like, oh my yes, God. that's such a good episode because <laughs> even even Stephen Fry gets fed up with it like <laughs> like he's like he, he he pisses off Stephen fry who like sort of you know has to sort of as the host his job is to kind of like at least pretend to be politely interested in everything <laughs> yeah but like he, he even pisses off Stephen fry by being such an insufferable fucking little know-it-all twat it's uh, yeah, and then like you said, like yeah, Sean Locke also kind of just ripping the piss out of him as well is is perfect. And there was one time um, Jeremy Clarkson was on QI and he was saying about, oh, I ate a whale's tail once, and the only reason I ate it was because I didn't have it. I've never tried it before. And then Sean Locke says, "Have you ever tr- ever tried one of my turds?" And I thought that was. Cool. <laughs> But, uh, That's yeah, and it, was it that one or the Rory McGrath one where he just like he he just goes, "Do you get called Tosser much?" <laughs> like, like <laughs> maybe I'm not sure. <laughs> comes right out and just says, like, "Yeah, you, you fucking but, wanker." Um, yeah, what I was going to recommend was um, um, a show he did way back when BBC Three had sort of early days just started. Um, it was called Fifteen Stories High, which is a really good show. Man. Yeah, and. I, don't, I can't remember exactly what I, um, it was about, but um, it's kind of about him and another guy who live in this flat, and it's kind of it's uh, it has, yeah, it's Benedict Wong, isn't it? Yeah, future, uh, yeah. well, current uh, star of the MCU. Yeah, he's in the uh, Doctor Strange films. 
it's kind of has a surreal bent to it, but it's a really good sitcom. It's sort of sort of two guys living in a sort of very dreary uh, f- sort of flat and sort of things that go mm. on. He's anyway, but it's a it's a it's a really funny show. I really I just. I, I recommend it to our listeners if you can ke- uh, find it somewhere. I did, yeah, I, I never, I never watched it, and now it's sort of like it, it, there's no, there doesn't seem to be anywhere to track it down either. Like it's not on the iPlayer or anything. Mm. So it, it's it, they should, the BBC really should like add it to the because now people are going to be seeking out you know all of Sean Locke's stuff, and that was sort of like his. That's sort of like the only kind of sort. Of, venture in sort of sitcom stuff that he did really wasn't it? other than that it was sort of mainly just stand up and panel shows and things but it, yeah. yeah yeah it's um yeah i i need to whenever it becomes available i i shall i shall check out 15 stories uh hide because i never saw it first time around yeah that's that's more or less what i would was going to recommend this week i mean there was this uh um, crypto zoology podcast that I've been listening to that I'm kind of like, should I recommend it? I don't know, but yeah, screw it. Uh, if you want to, it's Monsteropolis, it's called. It's uh, That's a good name. It's, it's, yeah. It's by the same man, hosted by the same man who I've mentioned before. He did uh, the On the Trail of Bigfoot uh, documentary series, uh, Seth Breedlove. He's becoming a bit of a kind of a a name for himself in in the crypto field he likes it's kind of a make, big deal likes to make his own sort of uh you know makes his own documentaries about it he's been you know and he's now got a few people in his his thing his his production or whatever it's called his small town monsters and so they've sort of yeah and they have a podcast and it's called Monst- monsteropolis and it's uh, yeah i, I kind of like it it's a, it's not like it's not like super long it's only maybe 45 minutes or so but yeah it's, not like it's, this bullshit no 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 it's it's neat and I, I liked it so yeah I'll, I'll, I'll recommend that as well if you want to listen to it it's, just, it's, it's sort of a good way for me to sort of hear on what's latest happenings in the big f- mm. f- world because as I, I kind of um, don't know where to go anymore to find out what's been happening but yeah that's, so it's the best. That's the number one source for all of your Bigfoot news. Yeah, is Monsteropolis. Yeah, because <laughs> it's it's weird though because he's it's sort of you in in the field like that you can be, make yourself the news because if you just go out and make a documentary or trying to collect it, if if they exist, uh, collect mm. evidence, you 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 so you become the news in a you way. You become the news. It's, it's news you can use. Yeah. But, uh, sort of a Gonzo Hunter S. Thompson style thing, where the the reporter becomes the story. Yeah. Oh, the irony. And and um, yeah. So um, that would be my two recommendations this week. Fifteen stories high in Monsteropolis. Okay. That's spell, a, yeah, spell I, yeah. Monster of M- Monster O P O L I S. Monsteropolis. People know how to spell Monsteropolis, Lawrence. Well, they might, uh, they might go, they might spell it O U S. Condescend to our audience. It just, it, it just put it out there, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Co-signing from me on the uh, the Sean Lock stuff. Um, I was gonna, yeah. One of my recommendations, similarly, uh, uh, another great artist that recently passed away. Uh, we lost 
Charlie Watts this week, the um, the drummer for Rolling Stones. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, just such a fucking cool guy, you know, see any photos of him. He's just always dressed really well. And he deserves sort of arguably a lot more credit than the other members of the Rolling Stones for at least acknowledging uh, before they did that he was an old man, you know, like he kind of, he yeah. sort of acted more appropriately and with more dignity with, you know, in the last sort of 20, 30 years of their career than any of the other guys in that band did. Um, so yeah, good, good for him. And j- yeah, just a, an amazing drummer, very, very underrated drummer. You know, he did a, he did a lot with a little, um, just, uh, yeah. And uh, I, if you'll permit me to be an insufferable prick, uh, for a moment, it, it, I, if you get the chance, if you've not ever done so, do listen to the Rolling Stones on vinyl. Um, I'm sorry to be one of these types of guys, but it, it really is. It, it really does kind of. It gave it, it, listening to the Rolling Stones on vinyl for the first time a few years ago really did give me a new perspective on them um, in terms of their just their whole sound and how they must have been perceived when they first came out and the fact that you know they were sort of viewed as you know this this dangerous band of long haired oiks and stuff and like you know but all of that kind of stuff aside it, yeah like they they genuinely sound so fucking badass on on vinyl um so yeah there's a great um there's a great compilation of a lot of their early singles i think it, it sort of goes from their f- sort of first single in 1962 up until about 66 uh, it's called big hits high tide and green grass or green grass and high tides i can't remember which way around it goes um but yeah, if you can, if if you're able to, like, you know, track that down on vinyl, either in like a secondhand shop or it's probably been, you know, repressed at some point over the years, um, get a copy of that and stick it on the turntable and just turn it all the way up and let it blow your hair back because it's it's just yeah, fucking amazing. Especially listening to the rhythm section, him and uh, Charlie Watts and Bill Wyman on those uh, those early Stone singles are just uh, just magnificent. Um, so yeah, uh, check out. Uh, Check out, the, <laughs> check out the Rolling Stones, folks. Uh, <laughs> they're really good. Yeah, they are. They are genuinely. I I agree. I got some Stones vinyls as well. Yeah, they're great. Great stuff. Yeah. In many ways, um, if yeah. I may say, they do. They don't get like in many ways the respect in terms of like musicianship. The Rolling Stones, for some, especially on something like um, Exile on Main Street or. My my personal favorite is Black and yeah. Blue, which is around seventy six or so. But that, that's a pretty great. That's mm. pretty. That's probably my favorite Rolling Stones uh, record. Yeah, I'd say yeah. I think my favorite's probably uh, Beggar's Banquet. I'd say yeah. Um, that's another great one to check out on vinyl because there's a lot of they. Do, there's a lot of different genres on that one. They do a lot of kind of uh, different types of things because it's got Sympathy for the Devil on it. It's got. Um, uh yeah, uh, yeah loads of kind of different sort of there's some folkier songs there's some bluesier songs there's some kind of jokey songs on it um but yeah it's it, yeah um yeah i think they i i think maybe people just sort of got sick of them because they never ever went away you know i think people weren't really able to appreciate them in the way that they maybe did the beatles because it's just sort of like it's that sort of boomer thing of just sort of like, you know, everything, everything in the sixties was awesome. And everything after the sixties was shit. Yeah. 
Um, and you know, like the generation of kids that came after that are just like, oh, fuck the Rolling Stones. They're that's an old man band. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, and there's oh, that reminds me that, that you see that that excerpt from that interview um, with Charlie Watts before, it, like it was like before the Rolling Stones played Glastonbury a few years ago. And I did, it, like I the interview is like <laughs> the interview is like. Uh, so Charlie, you're looking forward to playing Glastonbury uh, this this upcoming weekend, and he's he's just literally like, no, not really. Um, I don't like playing festivals. I don't like playing outside. The sound is always terrible. Um, I've never liked playing at festivals. I I wouldn't be doing this given the choice. But uh, I'm in a band, and uh, you have to go with what the majority say. Uh, so here we are. I'll just get through it somehow. Like he just straight up is like. <laughs> I don't give a fuck that it's Glastonbury. I don't give a fuck about like you know like the the all the kind of mythology and the legacy around Glastonbury. He's just straight up like, nope, I don't like festivals and I don't like playing outside. But half of Rolling Stones concerts are big outsidery, anyway. Yeah, and he looks. He, I mean, if you look at any footage of him of from the last, I don't know, thirty, thirty-five years, he looks pretty miserable at all of them. Um, so, <laughs> the only time he looks happy is when he's playing in his jazz band at his little club in London. So I think that, yeah, I, I just sort of, he's happy just to collect the check being the drummer in the Rolling Stones. Yeah. But I don't think he, I don't think he'd actually, you know, his heart probably hadn't been in it for quite a long time. <laughs> And of course, listeners, everyone says I look like Mick Jagger, and I and I can do a very great yeah you, impression. You, you got the yeah you got the the Mick Jagger, the Mick Jagger kind of uh, bone structure in the face there, um, and you do do the. Uh, do I do more? He does the, the strut uh, very well, listeners. I do more the sort of Stella Street impression. Really, it's not really a Jagger, but it's more yeah, the Stella the, uh, Street. Mick Jagger. Have you seen? Who, the, who was it? Was it Phil Cornwall or was it John Sessions? Yeah, yeah, Phil Cornwall and John Sessions. It was. It Phil was, Cornwall yeah, did Mick Jagger. Phil Cornwall was John Mick Sessions. and John Sessions was Keith, wasn't he? Keith, no, yeah, they ran a corner shop on Neefy Surbiton. Have you yeah. seen a date on these marshmallows? <laughs> they are well past their sell-by date. They're getting old. Bit like us men, aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> I could do without your stupid jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget whose mouth's on the poster, yeah? <laughs> whose mouth is it on the logo? There. <laughs> oh, man. R.I.P. John Sessions as well. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Talk, about, talk about great past QI, I guess. I mean, John Sessions, what a, what a great, uh, great mimic that guy was. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so check out the Rolling Stones, um, and then the other—I I suppose the other sort of uh, uh, big death that we've got to acknowledge is uh, well, in sort of similar wheelhouse to uh, to Charlie Watts. Um, R.I.P. Eric Clapton. Um, unfortunately, uh, just uh, just hearing about this now, coming over the wire. Eric Clapton, uh, unfortunately, dead at ninety-one. Uh, he was uh, early reports. Uh, saying that he uh, died, he was he was trying to suck a horse's penis, and the horse stomped on his head. Um, so, yeah. very sad uh, news about uh, Eric Clapton there. But uh, what a body of work he leaves behind. Mm. Um, all right, so R.I.P. Eric Clapton, dead at ninety-one, stomped to death by a uh, horse whose uh, penis he was trying to fillet. Um, 
if you've enjoyed the show, uh, check us out online. Uh, Lawrence is on Twitter at IBeOnline, although you probably already know that <laughs> yeah. uh, because he's so I'm, bloody famous. I'm, I'm, I'm <coughs> yeah, against my will, <laughs> against my will. Oh, they yeah, dragged me. Get that off that cross. They, they dragged me into the limelight, kicking and screaming. I was like, "No, I don't want. I want to be a lobby. I want to be a." Lobby. You sound like that fucking Nirvana baby that's <laughs> oh, suing yeah. Nirvana. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> That's theirs. It is considering, like, you see, like, well, like that guy has his photo taken, like, every year yeah. in a swimming pool, like, recreating that picture. He's even got, he's got a tattoo of the word nevermind across his chest, and now suddenly he's like, I've, I've have- suffered permanent trauma from this, and it's it counts as child pornography, because you can see my little baby penis <sighs> on the album cover. Yeah. Well, you know. <clears throat> what can you say? Uh... Yeah, that's you. That is that's you. Yeah, that's you're the me. you're the Nirvana um, baby. I, I made a joke. I didn't get a whole lot of likes, unfortunately. But I did like the Joker, the Joker voice. I'm the Nirvana baby. <laughs> I'm Nirvana baby. I'm the Nirvana baby. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm also on Twitter, but nobody cares. Um, I think I think I uh, erroneously gave my Twitter handle as uh, uh, as at Oli Munster, um, which it, it, it no longer is. I updated it. I'm now at Crispy Willis. Mm. Don't ask me why. Um, but uh, yeah, so follow me at Crispy Willis and uh, Lawrence at IB Online and the podcast at Junior Funners. Uh, we're on Twitter. I posted a. Uh, Posted a, a, a screenshot of our uh, production meeting from just before we started recording <clears throat> yeah. here. So that's a nice little peek behind the curtain for the listeners. And if you want to get in touch with the show, um, we've got a we've got an email address, uh, which is exciting. So you can send us an email at uh, juniorfunners at gmail dot com. Um, you know, if you disagree with something we've said, or you want to fact check it, or you know suggest a feature or suggest something for cultural appropriation whatever just just get in touch we're very lonely um yeah so please reach out it's it's lonely uh, at the ooh, top dear suffering from success yeah it's lonely at the top we are we're, we're like dj Khaled. we're suffering from success we're all alone in that <laughs> vip section in uh you know it's like uh, it's um it gets lonely in there so anyway um Thanks for dropping by and goodbye. Bye.